Hello, hello, Beth coming to you live. Just hit the button a few minutes early, see who comes on. Come and say hello in the chat. I'm on a rant today. I'll wait a few minutes to get uh, started on that. But uh, yeah, it's been wild times. You guys know it. The uh, amount of fear porn flying is astronomical. <laughs> And uh, so we'll talk about how to circumvent that. And uh, here I need to change glasses. We'll see. Maybe I don't. Now I'm good. I can see. And so I want to know how you guys are doing. Unrealistic Cliff Burton. Oh, thank you very much. I missed you guys too. I was actually super looking forward to coming on today because it always gives me life and energy to talk to my people. And uh, you guys have the ability not to necessarily just be focused on the fear. And it's my hope and dream for us in the, um, you know, I'll say so-called truth community that we can put our focus on things that are life-giving and life-supporting rather than buying into the bullshit and the narrative. This is something that people really don't realize <laughs> is going on because it's so captivating, right? So we're just about at time now. I'll, I'll give another minute. Hello, Lon, uh, Ron Welcher. Nice to meet you. Well, sir, if I said your name right. Nice to see you on Facebook over there. I always forget to promote Facebook, but uh, glad to have you over there. Courtney Two Shoes is here. Hello, hello. Definitely come say hi in the chat. It's To me, this is the fun part that we get to interact and connect with each other. This is one level. If you're not familiar with the House of Free Will, that is my private domain association. And it's just over a year old right now. Hello, Tasha Fishman. Oh my gosh, I've thought of you so many times over the last while. You've been going on fire like crazy. Hola to you. And Mr. Brandon Sterling is in the room. Truthers are the new NPCs. And yet you're on a you're on a mission to expose that. So we're kind of on the same page here. Lots of love to you and hugs and kisses as well. And I pronounced it perfectly. Good to know. Good to know. There's lots of names I, uh, I butcher. And uh, Samantha, thank you so much. I, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's been the, the best of times and the worst of times uh, personally. And it's actually been a really good reason not to indulge myself in fear porn. Nice to see you too, Ken Somerville. Lovely. I've got uh, all the good people are showing up here. Looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, so we'll just start with the um, the event that happened the other day. One of my new uh, resolutions based on what I've been through is I'm not attending protests anymore. And I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm not saying that they're useless. Chad, nice to see you. Oh, it's been a while. Think of you wondering how you're doing as well with your music and everything. And, uh, you know, I just, I just remember every single protest that I went to. Again, it's nothing against anybody, right? Like you, if, you, if that's your calling and that's where you feel like you can make a difference and it's, fun, you know, fun for you or in, at least inspiring for you and life-giving for you, then... Oh, that was your last one. Oh, funny, Tash. I was just, I was just thinking of you. And uh, I just remember every single time I went resentfully, I went feeling like I had to go, uh, that there was, 
going to be nothing good could come of it. I remember one particular rally, there was, uh, I think they were weekly in Winnipeg. Was it last year over the years? Who knows? Time's blurring. And I was listening to them talk from the stage and they were saying, this was in particular, maybe I won't get political here, but uh, who, was, who was talking, but they were saying, oh, you know, everybody's welcome from every religion and every walk of life and every belief system and every language and every everything. And we're here to create unity. And our only problem is that we're divided and we need to rally together and, you know, be as organized as the enemy is and all of this kind of thing. And with the exception of the very last thing I said, I'm listening and I'm going like, oh my God, that is the globalist agenda. That's the globalist agenda right there to unify one world government, one religion, one think, one speak, right? One control. And I was floored and I'm going like, oh my gosh, doesn't anybody hear this? And so I really started listening for that narrative in everything else. And, and yeah, it turns out it's, uh, it's in everything else that to me isn't straight. Now, a lot of us have, and good people pick up that narrative, right? Because anything that they repeat at you, it hypnotizes you, right? Hypnosis is not where we want to be. Now, I don't want to argue with any uh, hypnotherapists or anything like that, and there might be some nuances, but basically repetition when they say things over and over and over and over and over again, doesn't actually even matter if it's bad stuff, it's narrative, even if it's good stuff. The repetition, what the effect it has is that it numbs your brain. It numbs your mind. You can check it out. Do a very simple test with yourself. You know, take your hand or your arm, a little part of your body, and and tap it over and over and over and over and over and over, depending on how much time you have. And you'll see that the first thing that starts to happen is that you, 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 you'll feel discomfort. Even, even that tap will start to be like annoying and, and maybe eventually it's going to turn into pain because you know, that there, there's some long-term damage, um, that's going to take place there. And then the next phase is you numb out. You won't feel in that place anymore. The senses will decide to vacate the life in that area and, and won't, produce a signal anymore, right? So that's where people are at when you listen to the, I just want to rattle off a bunch of names, but really it's every, it's practically everybody that has a very large audience that they go viral every time something is put out. You know, I've done um, pretty good streams on controlled op here with uh, Hannah Maria. There was one stream in particular, you can go into my blog and search that. And, um, you know, so it's it, it, the more you give them your attention, you say, oh, well, they're not all bad and it, it could be true. But if you're putting yourself in that media and you are allowing the, the that repetition of that narrative to take over your mind space, you're not going to be left with any life force or any inspiration, right? It's going to suck the life right out of you. You won't be able to create anything. You won't be able to help anyone or help yourself even. So that's the first thing here, just to have a look at the, the chat. And uh, Chad's agreeing, and uh, have a nice day, Chad, if you're still around. Hello, Stacy Clausen, nice to see you. Narcissists do that too, you've noticed, repeat themselves 
So they and you believe the stories they make up to fit their narrative. Un it's true. It's very true. It's very true. The repetition itself is like, oh yeah, why are you saying that again? I heard you, right? Even when you say, I heard you, it's like, oh my God. And uh, Brandon is staying. The repetition and cross-promotion of the same influences and narratives in the truth movement are very suspect. Yeah, exactly. And you can start to see the webs and the threads and it's, you know, I go, I go through waves of it where I, I say, okay, well, it's everybody, it's all my friends, it's all my everybody. And then I, and I've come back from that uh, a lot, thanks to um, being rejected by a bunch of Christians, <laughs> tell you the truth, just because like, there was so much like, oh, you might be a Satanist and you're holding your hand in the Satanist way and blah, 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 like all this, I'm over it. I'm totally over it. I still love Jesus, but I'm over that, all of that crap. And um Oh, nice, Samantha. Authenticity cannot be all-inclusive. I love that. I love that, right? That authenticity points towards sacred purpose. And this is the place where you are walking the plank. You are unique. You're an individual. And, and therefore, you cannot be all-inclusive. You have your domain, right? You have the responsibilities that God has given you. You have the people that God has given you, made a perfect match for you, depending on whether you come out and you actually uh, express and share and create and, and serve people that way. But you, you, that's so bang on. That's a, that's a really good quote right there. That's a sound, sound bite for the day. <laughs> really good. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's endless. Every, every situation, even that's real, like watching those fires, um, so I don't, I don't doubt for a second about all those fires. I, you know, we had the smoke here. Everybody had the smoke everywhere. That's not, that's not what I'm doubting, but what the narrative did with it, right? They had to ramp it up. They had to make you think about, um, uh, you know, oh, they sent the children home and they're all charred and, and, and dead. And, you know, it's like, it just, they had to layer on all of this fiction and, it becomes obvious after a while how you can, like you, all you have to do is cognitively think through the scenario and go, oh yeah, we, well, what would all those parents be saying right now if that was true, right? Are they, are they just going to lay down about that? Not that they're laying down and I don't want to, you know, um, say what they're doing or what they're not doing. I'm not there. I don't know, but things don't add up. And and he, here's the thing at the end of the day. I actually had a fantastic interview with Freeman yesterday. If you know Freeman Fly from freemantv.com, it's going to be airing on Saturday. And we were talking about all kinds of things. And just, you know, um, was it him or no, somebody else? Okay, pardon me. Somebody else was messaging me last night and said they were watching something. And and they, you know, they thought it, that it was a wrongy and it turned out something good. And he got to the end of it and he was he was into it. And, uh, and then I asked him a, a discriminating question, which is a very common thing in my coaching world, to ask discriminating questions to engage the mind, to engage, you know, we have a higher mind. The mind is not the enemy. The ego is not the enemy. None of that, right? And, and the discriminating question is, did it leave you with more life energy or did it leave you with less life energy? And this can be a constant barometer and a measure and, uh, and a test an internal test to see, did it give me life energy or take the life energy away? And if it gave you life energy, then fantastic. 
Now, you do not have to know the difference between life energy and adrenaline, life energy and dopamine, because those are fixes. You know, they spike, they go down like a, like a blood sugar rush, and they are fake. They're pseudo life energy. So that's another level of discrimination to have. But it's not a bad guideline to see, okay, well, I've been listening to this guy over and over and over, and I keep just watching the show, and I, I just keep on, you know, I'm a big fan, and I'm loyal, and I, uh, oh, oh, good, Tasha, <laughs> very, very good to hear, uh, observe, don't absorb, yeah, well, good luck with that, Ken, sorry to be so abrupt, um, good luck with that, because when it, when it rains, get wet, that's the kind of thing that, that, um, you know, God created the sun. The sun shines equally on everything. It doesn't. It doesn't say, "Oh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna shine on this good stuff." And even though, you know, I'm gonna like withhold my rays from that bad stuff. It doesn't work like that. When your awareness is captured, you are observing. You are absorbing. That's the fact, Jack. There's no, there's no way around it, right? That's why the discrimination about where to put your attention, where to give your time who to spend your time with, what to devote your, your precious God-given life energy to, you're going to absorb. It is inevitable. There's, there's no way around it. I mean, there is a way around it. <laughs> and this is my specialty. This is my subject, how to deprogram. And so now, but why even with all of those skills, if you had them, would you want to go and observe and absorb things that are not good for you and not serving anyone or anything, right? Because then you have to recover from it. And that's what I found in my early days of waking up in uh, 2015. My dad died and that was like a kind of snowball for me. I ended up going down the rabbit hole and all kinds of things happened. And people came into my world that had been through horrendous experiences that I can't even ever repeat that I didn't before that year, I didn't know it even existed. And so, you know, it, it brought this hunger for me to know more. We all are familiar with that hunger, right? That, that when you know a little, you want to know more. And, and it can be the inner mechanism, the inner programming is trying to get control of the situation by figuring it out, right? And like I said, you know, the higher mind, it's a fantastic instrument, but when the program drives it and, and instructs you to figure it out and, you know, supposedly get to the bottom or get to something good at the end of the rainbow, then it again is, becomes a drain of energy, a lifeless energy. So I was in that mode and I started to find, you know, some videos and some podcasters and some stuff like that. And it was just the darkest the ugliest, the least hopeful, the impending doom, the, you know, all of those ingredients that we're all kind of sick on right now. And, uh, and it was so demoralizing. And I'm just like, oh, like what I, I need, I need, I need some connection here because I can't talk to, at the time I couldn't talk to anybody. I had one friend and, um, and then I tripped on Freeman and Freeman was a totally different flavor of the same kind of uh, material, right? There's information in there. There was um, some history in there, some context uh, to show how, how did things come about. But he has a foundationally hopeful nature and he has a connection with God. 
and he loves solutions. He's very, very easy to take on a, on a solution journey. I know, I think that's my fourth interview with him now. And so I began to listen to him instead and uh, take it in in a much more digestible kind of a way. I talk about digestion a lot. And, um, and so that was fantastic. Now, the only thing missing, and I told him yesterday in the interview, is that I couldn't reach him. I really wanted to talk to him. I need to touch base, right? Because it's through the relationships with each other that we get a reflection of where we're at. So, you know, if you've been numbing yourself out, you know, heart, mind, soul, body, everything with the fear porn, it might not be until you come face to face with somebody who can um, just reflect that back to you. Maybe they don't even know they're reflecting it back to you. Hello, Ben Krupa. Nice to see you. And, uh, and, and then, and then you see yourself, right? That's, that's our main mode of seeing ourselves. Not the only, I won't say main, maybe it's half and half, right? Because if we don't do the, the solo inward journey, it's possible those relationships won't actually feed us anyway. We might get a big blank. And, and so, you know, I just was telling Freeman that I wish I could have talked to you. <laughs> I wish I could have reached you. He was pretty unreachable. And, um, Anyway, so um, yeah, that that was that was a really beautiful inter interview. It was on the theme of busting ascension myths. Uh, that was the talk that I gave at Soulshine this uh, last month in in Ontario, and uh, we ended up talking about it. It actually turned into a uh, conspiracy therapy session because <laughs> there's lots of things that Freeman himself is going through, and we know that you know if he's going through it, many people are going through it. So. You know, we were using the work that I do to answer a lot of questions and talk about those of us with a nurturer archetype, for example, who really want to serve other people. And we're always the helper. We're always the one looking after everybody. And there's a lot of nuances and a lot of slides. So we talked about the ins and outs of that of that workshop. And uh, he might be joining my coaching certification training. We'll see. I'm going to be talk, talk to him after, so you'll hear that. Um we, we have now passed the only the first class of Journey Code. It happened this week, Wednesday. So if anybody's interested, if you still have an idea that you want to swap out the life you have right now in a, in, a, in a working in a career, or you want to up-level your skills of helping, you're already a helper, probably full-time, but you get limited results. People can't necessarily take everything that you have to offer. They don't really take your advice because people don't take advice. Have you noticed that? <laughs> it doesn't work like that. I know every so often I try to give advice. There is such thing as consulting. They pay you to tell them what to do. I'm actually pretty good at when people tell me what to do. I'm pretty good at accepting that and going through that. I've been part of that and I'll, and I'll talk about it recently. And, uh, and so, yeah, there was a lot of conspiracy therapy going on over there. Although I don't use the word therapy because that whole industry is uh, very much a public domain designation. People run after you to call you a fraud if you call yourself a, a therapist. So we don't have to care about that. That's why the, I use the word coach. And that's why I train coaches so that they can take not just my work and, and offer that to others in a professional context, but they can take the whole of their life, what they've studied, what their passions are, what their skills are other modalities that they may have trained themselves in and build that into a life right where you don't have to hang your shingle as any controlled and 
and regulated industry, you're just yourself. And it is a path to being uncontrollable or at least relatively uncontrollable. Talk to Brennan Sterling, who's on Safe Haven Portfolio, to take that to the next level on the legal and financial side. And uh, yeah, so um, yeah, really good interview. I'll definitely let you guys know when that comes out on Saturday. And uh, I want to talk about Soul Shine Festival a little bit because I haven't really done that yet. And uh, hello, David McDonald. Nice to see you. And uh, thanks again for that uh, comment there, Tasha. And don't give advice, Samantha says, unless someone asks for it, you learn the hard way. And it's even tricky because guess what? When they ask for it, they still might not take it. They still might not want it, right? So it, th there's a lot of a lot of ways around that, but it helps a lot when you just wait for someone to ask. It was one of the reasons that I became a professional coach is that not only that people had to ask me for help, but they had to invest in that because when they're not investing in our slave society where money and survival and value are all really tied up, then if they're not investing themselves, then they might not do the hard work. They might not step out of their comfort zone. They might never entertain letting the resistance go every time they hear some wise or, or good words of advice. But yeah, I generally am training my coaches not to give advice. You can give advice after somebody's like well-released and in the clear of the programs that we're running and, um, you know, just like trying to find an answer and, and trying to figure it out and all that kind of thing. Once you're released, then you're much more in a state of, uh, again, high discrimination, and in that higher mind and uh, advice, you'll be able to see like, is this my beautiful advice or is that something not the beautiful advice? So yeah, it's very, very rare. I will ask for advice. I do it sometimes, right? There's mentors, people with more, more um, experience by far than I have in particular areas. And uh, you know, but if it's, if it's not just information and how to instructions that you're looking for, then most of the answers are here. And then once you're, once you're released, once you are uh, in that insightful place and in that free place, then you can make use of information and, and actually be motivated to use it. So there's, there's another thing. And uh, yeah, Soul Shine Festival is uh, quite a beautiful thing. If you didn't catch my interview here with Amanda Vollmer and the director, one of, one of the directors, shout out to Sarah Garner. I'm hoping I'm getting her name right uh, now. And it was really just the two of them. They are the team that runs that whole festival. There was, uh, I think, 860 people there, all in the freedom community. Community, A really good example of the private domain, how it functions all by itself. And hello, Grace Ann. Nice to see you. Thank you very much that you're here. And um, yeah, so it was a, a microcosm on a really beautiful piece of land in Ontario, uh, just outside of Toronto by about an hour. So quite convenient for us to get off the airplane. The traveling was a shit show. Oh my gosh. I did not bad on the way there. On the way back, I lost it. I, uh, I We started to go through our security and we'd already been through, you know, like just all the gnarly stuff in the airport. We're going through security and... Um, they just kept like pointing at me, do this, do that, you know, take this off. You know, I'm wearing this necklace and they're like, put your necklace behind you. And I'm like, 
<laughs> I threw it like this with a real like scowl and then, oh, and then I'm flagged right in there. You can, you can feel all eyes on this woman. And I go into the machine, the scanning machine and, uh, you know, stomping in there. I, I've, I think I've never had such bad behavior in an airport before in my life. And I come out of there and of course they decide that uh, she says, oh, you have too many dings on you. We have to um, search you, not strip search. I was going to say strip search. That's different. And, uh, and then, so, you know, the pat down and the really thorough, you know, looking under the bra or not looking, but, you know, feeling into the, 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 this and that. And it was, ugh, it's, I just so don't belong in that world at all. And I won't, uh, I won't miss it except for one thing, which I'll talk about as well. And uh, yeah, so, so we got there and I was in the midst of fasting. I, uh, I haven't said much about it in public because I tend not to want to talk about things before I'm on the other side because I don't want you guys um, worrying about me. I don't want you giving me advice because <laughs> advice flies a lot and, uh, and it gets absorbed and you have to digest and you have to discriminate and you have to do a bunch of work. So I'm actually really careful who I who I consult out there. I'm going to I'm going to shout out to uh, Sherry Rothwell. Yeah, she, her website is, is, um, delishdiet.ca, I believe. A longtime friend, colleague, nutritionist. She's who I learned all my fermentation from that I've been using for more than 10 years. And, uh, and she held my hand every single day, giving me the right direction. She's been somebody that, uh, she was also my first business coach a long time ago. And, uh, and I was able to take direction from her, even though it would bring up a lot of resistance. Like I don't want to eat just egg yolks today. I'm starving. I want a steak. I want something. And, um, so, you know, I was going through process. I, I, I ended up injured somehow. I ended up injured. And was it a long, slow building chronic injury could be, right? Because, you know, what's the, what's the underlying thing is, um, is just the incredible stress of the last three and a half years, um, the pace that I set myself. I know nobody's to blame for that. I made my schedule every single day. Nobody told me, Beth, go do that anyone. So I take full responsibility for that. Uh, and I love you too, Cliff Burton. And hello, Crimson Angel. Nice to see you would have done some of the same things. Yeah, yeah, it was it was kind of cathartic in a way. I'm glad I made it out there without a charge. And uh, uh, thank you, Ron. I appreciate that. And you used to care what people thought of you. Hope your garden as well. Can't wait to hear Freeman. Yeah, my garden. Oh, that's like, that's so done. That's so done. I had to. Yeah, because here's the deal, Kim, is that I had to stop eating. So that with the garden was a little bit of the downfall. And so in the end, it, uh, you know, like by the time I had the breakdown, I really didn't even register that I was having a breakdown because I hadn't had that experience for 30 years since I was in India. And, um, you know, when my, when my gut broke down and digestion broke down and I'm like, I don't even recognize this state and like, oh, I just must be detoxing or something like that. Well, I didn't realize that my uh, my gut had become totally inflamed and uh, and disabled, disabled, right? So I'm, I, I start getting hip to it. I had been going to someone, a uh, colon therapist once in a while when I was in uh, chemotherapy many, many, many years ago, I used colon therapy as a way 
to um, detox from the chemo. It worked beautifully, you know, and, and there are, there are, I believe times for it, but I'm also really shy from it now. And uh, so I will, I'll, I'll use that service once in a while when I feel like my system is overloaded. So, you know, I, I was there and, and uh, she had given me a supplement. I, I bet it was 12 months. I was on this supplement and I didn't research it very well. I'm kind of bad at that sometimes like where I, I trust a healthcare provider and then, and they, they say it's good. And I even said, are you sure? Maybe I did research and I said, are you sure this is meant to be taken every day for a long-term basis? Oh, yes. And then she says, oh, and you can double up because it's not just going to clean the colon. It's going to clean all of the organs, right? So I'm always in a detox mode. I regularly drink green juices. I eat a ton of raw food, a staggering amount of uh, lettuce and greens. Uh, you know, I, I take spirulina chlorella or took it. Uh, lots of vitamin C, like all of it, just constantly in a detox mode. So she puts me on this double supplement and uh, I take it at full responsibility. But, um, you know, and then in addition, being in the garden every single morning when I normally wouldn't eat because I'm an intermittent faster, but I'm in the garden and it's beautiful and the grapes are crying out to me and the strawberries are crying out to me, eat me, eat me. And, you know, the, the, the number of raw peas I ate was uh, now I see a mistake very high in lutein. Lutein is something I was just uh, researching a little bit. Thanks to Sherry and you're welcome artists here. I appreciate you here as well. Yeah. Stress, stress definitely is the root of all disease. Uh, yeah. It, it, or if it's not the exact root, it's um, it contributes to the disease and then it's the, the de-stressing that, that is the place that your body can heal from for sure. And um so what was I saying there? Um, yeah, so I double up on this stuff. And I and again, I have this perception that my body's detoxing. And then I realize like, oh, this isn't right. And I can feel my energy. And I can feel the dehydration ramping up, right? And it's like, ah, oh, something is wrong. So I, I reached out to Sherry and she immediately put me on a uh, healing cleanse diet, which is very different from our normal, what the average person can take in, in detoxification with all the fiber and all the everything. So it was a fiberless diet. I don't know if you guys want all the ins and outs of this, but um, it's, um, it, you know, it was raw egg yolks and um, uh, at the time creme fraiche. I miss, I made a mistake and used, used yogurt instead, bad mistake. I'm sure there was a good reason for that. Lots of errors along the way, just misunderstanding. And, um, you know, so I was on this very broth and I was just on this really limited diet and, um, and it kept going and it kept going and kept going. Things weren't really improving. So Sherry said, well, I think it's time to water fast. Just take all of the pressure off your system, hundred percent, drink nothing but water and, uh, salt. And, um, and then your body will know that it's not time to kind of, you know, try to keep digesting, but it is time to heal. And then the parallel on the other side, right? So the amount of uh, not just fear porn that we're taking in, maybe there is, you're taking in some actual information, <laughs> you know, about, about the fake science of virology or all, all of those kinds of subjects that have come up and uh, hopefully you've been researching real subjects. And I've heard, I've heard it a thousand times in the, in the community. Like I just took in so much information, I couldn't digest it anymore. And, and that's exactly what I've been doing, right? If you look back at my interviews, 
I've got, uh, I believe this is my 169th uh, um, video in um, since 2019, is that true? No, no, 269, yeah, 269. And uh, a lot of that was interviewing who I perceived to be an expert or a potential expert. And uh, Vera Lige, uh, yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, coma, exactly. You might get met with anger when you, when you aren't asked for that advice. Yep. And when you eat a lot of raw foods, it can cause imbalances. Yes, Crimson Angel. Yes, I know. I know. It, it requires a strong system and then it's very good, right? So it's, it, it's another good lesson in saying that there's no, there's no uh, first, first of all, one right path for everyone. And there's no, you can't say, oh, is this good or is this bad? It's like, well, it depends on what's happening. And this was just really new to me to deal with a, like an injured, inflamed um, gut. And uh, I just, you know, cause everything seemed to go tickety-boo for 20 years. And, um, so yeah, the, that was, that was bad. And so I'd at least I got myself off the wrong supplements. I got myself pretty much off all supplements and that is my goal to not, uh, really need supplements anymore because I can see how they get used in a way to try to erase symptoms, to, um, kind of mask over a situation or to raise energy in a certain time and and then you rise above what's really happening and that's not good so I'm um, kind of curious about that and um, and then so I started water fasting and that's when the soul shine festival came up and I'm looking at the date coming and I'm going like oh my gosh am I really going to be able to get on this plane water fasting can be intense if you guys have ever done that that was the first time ever in my whole life I had thought about it many times this past year, actually, maybe foreshadowing what I was going to be going through. And I thought I couldn't do it because I'm like kind of a skinny person. And um, so I just thought, yeah, it's probably not not the best thing for me. And then the day comes and I'm just like, we're going, we're going. And it was my son too. And he was looking forward to it. And uh, and so we went. So I arrive at Soulshine and I'm on day four of a water fast. And by this point, I'm just like, whoa, this is all God energy. It ain't, it ain't me. It isn't food energy. It isn't like, it was just all coming through me. And I had a, a talk and a presentation there. Um, the, the, it was so beautiful because I prayed to God before we left. I said, God, please send the angels to make every step of this trip as easy as possible. And boy, was that prayer answered just like one thing, one beautiful little thing after another, where they situated me, they, you know, everybody, everybody had to camp, didn't matter who you were, you had to camp. Uh, but because we were flying in, we got a little cabin. <laughs> I like feeling special. I got a princess in me. And so it's a, it a nice space. And it turned out that the, my cabin was right in front of my stage where I was speaking literally about five steps and I was there. So I didn't have to go anywhere. Uh, if I didn't need to, you know, to just, I didn't have to run to my talk or anything like that. Uh, all my friends were camped right around me, it turned out. So we had this nice little village and the fire outside. And uh, first, first night I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to go to bed early. This is stupid. We'd been up since 3am to catch a, a, a 6.30 flight. Insane. And and then um, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to just, you know, it's eight o'clock or nine o'clock. I'm just going to go. And, and then, and then what happened outside my door? The drum jam started outside my door because the fire is really outside my door. 
And I'm like, okay, well, I can just roll with this and I can just, you know, get into the rhythm, let it numb me out, which is what drumming can really do also. Uh, not to say that's bad or if you love that drumming, do it, go ahead. And, and then next thing you know, I'm like, I'm getting up and I'm looking out the window because I can see the whole thing and the fire and everybody and there's hundreds of drummers and a really engaging lead that's that knew how to lead people in a really good drum jam that's not easy to do and uh and then so i'm watching and appreciating next thing you know my body's moving and i'm starting to dance and i'm going with it my body's filling with life and filling with joy and even though i'd been up for hours and hours and hours so that was a fun thing and uh, lots of good workshops amanda volmer did a great workshop i got to sit practically in the front row there and uh she, she had her nice rants talking about, uh, I think it was nonviolent communication to that effect. So a really good subject. My talk went fantastic. I had no idea. I thought that perhaps my my um, my theme of, of busting ascension myths was going to be not well received because that tends to be a spiritual community. And there's a lot of people in the spiritual world that they love their ascension. They love the idea of, raising their frequency and going from 3D to 5D and all of this kind of stuff that in the last few years I've discovered is a really not only a dead end, but it is a trap. And I talked about it at length in my discussion there. I recorded the whole thing. So the recording is there only as an audio. I don't know why the video didn't work out. I um, just as well, it wasn't the great, a great hair day. <laughs> and then I did a part two to fill in some of the blanks I didn't have time to go into really deeply. And then I made that available. So if you're not already on my email list, you might not have heard about this. You can message me your email and I will add you to that list. And you can see all of that, um, the, the first one hour presentation and then the second hour follow-up. And that's what inspired Freeman to reach out and interview me because he learned about that through um, Steve Mercer. Shout out to Steve, who's really fantastic. And he got interested in that. And then it looks like I am going to be presenting at Anarchapoco this year. Did I tell you guys that already? I am so excited. I got invited to speak in the main stage. And apparently it was Jeff Berwick that had me on his list. The stage manager told me. so. Uh, and I'm going to speak uh, on this subject specifically for King Heroes. Because Ascension, it's not just a spiritual thing. It is also... You know, it can it can be in every area of your life, right? Like your health, your work, your um, your uh, relationships, your family. It's it's a whole paradigm of ascension, of rising, right? King hero, say king hero entrepreneurs might be rising and and um, you know amassing wealth and serving a kingdom and all of that kind of thing. But we have been brainwashed with ascension at so many levels, so. I'm super excited. The stage manager said my my talk title was very intriguing, so she was she was interested, and I'm I'm thinking it'll be a good audience for them, as well. It will be a little bit different because I'm going to be presenting it specific for them, in the secret garden. So who's coming to Acapulco? <laughs> Are you guys coming from here in Canada? I don't know what's going to happen. They're certainly threatening us with uh, travel bans and all that kind of crap. And, and I just decided one night, I'm like going, oh, no, I just got the best invitation of my entire life. They're so generous in their offering. They're putting me up for seven days in a beautiful uh, secret garden and and uh, flying me over if I can fly and 
um, all my meals and, and a VIP ticket and everything. I'm just like, oh, the princess in me is just thinking this is heaven. So if I, I just decided I'm going no matter what, I don't care. You know, maybe I have to drive to the break into the States and drive and take a plane from there. Maybe I have to drive to all the way through the U.S., and, and crawl under a fence and a border and get Jeff Berwick to meet me on the other side or something like that. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm getting there and, and you guys should get there too. So yeah. What about vitamin C? Yeah. Vitamin C is good. I haven't gone back to it. And um, uh, I, I consulted another fellow that I consulted, Kyle Denton, who I've interviewed recently on. Uh, he's from Tippecanoe. I love that guy. I really love that guy. I love listening to him. His mind is holistic, probably the most holistic mind that I've ever heard. He can really think like that because it's not, it's not, just, you can't just lip service that one. And, uh, and he said vitamin C was okay. I haven't, haven't gone back to it, but um, it might be a little harsh for me right now. So I'm not, I'm not sure I have to check in with that and just experiment. It's a grand experiment every day. It's a new experiment. I don't know what's going to happen. I really don't. And uh, you're eating a ton of almonds. Yes. And maybe that was part of my downfall too. <laughs> And because, uh, because, you know, what happens when you get hungry and you're on the run and what is your fast food? It, like that's, that's a really good question to ask. So almonds and nuts and seeds were, were one of those things that I might just sit here rah, 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 really wrong. One of the things you can do with almonds, and I wasn't doing this either. I should have, I should have taken the time was, is to soak the almond good so that it begins to sprout, which only, you know, only takes maybe, I don't know, like eight, 12, 14 hours, just so you activate the seed and then you dehydrate them. So they turn into a crispy seed and you can salt them. And it turns like it's, then it's actually gourmet and very nice. And, uh, but if you eat any seeds without soaking or sprouting them, they are locked down. They have, they have, um, instructions to be locked down for a long time because that seed could potentially sprout for, you know, years to come. We know that about seeds. I had, I had six-year-old daikon seeds. I was sure were dead and it just like exploded in my garden and uh, they weren't dead at all. They were locked down. So God, God has a way of making those seeds. And then it requires water, living water, right? The consciousness of water to invite that the, the dissolution of that lockdown and, and allow life to begin, right? So that's the key with the, the almonds. If you don't, I'm sure you already know, but that's, yeah. And you don't like, yep, that's right. Um, you've been eating a lot of raw cashews. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's a, um, yeah, it's, especially the raw cashews, I think. In some ways, you know, like I've been a raw foodist when I was healing from cancer. I, I was a raw foodist for a time. And it is good because it's intensely cleansing. It did work for me. But it's not a long-term solution. I've seen people really uh, get decimated that way. Their whole structure starts to disappear. I'm no example of that right now because I'm almost gone here myself. But um, yeah, so so it's going to be like I'm not going to go to raw foods for a long time. It's going to be it's going to be cooked foods for a long time. And now the only thing raw I'm eating are eggs. I didn't think I would like raw eggs, but you know what? Raw eggs are pretty good. And here's another uh, culinary tip that I didn't expect was, uh, so one of, the, one of the ways to make broth that is really high in collagen, if you guys don't know this already, is with chicken feet, right? Everybody sells you a chicken, they call it a whole chicken, but no, it's not. Those feet are missing, right? And the, and the feet are really high in collagen. And you know the difference because when you make the broth and then you cool it, it is a gel. 
right? It's not water, it's a gel. And that is collagen in your body. It's very healing for the gut. So that's, um, I've been having, that's my new, my new uh, supper is chicken feet soup. <laughs> it was so, it was so depressing when, uh, yeah, I'm starving. I want a burger. I want, I want meat. I want a steak. And, and then I get to have chicken feet soup. And when I first tasted it, I'm like, all I can think about is feet. But once I, and here's the, here's the technique is I, I whisk, you heavy whisk a, um, or, or quickly blend uh, an egg could be the could be just the yolk or the whole egg if you want the protein and um and then you when when the broth is not hot hot because it'll cook the egg you know when it's more on the warmer side then you whisk it and as you're pouring it into the broth and it turns liquid it turns into a very very rich beautiful tasting thing a little bit of apple cider vinegar and um, and then when I taste it, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is my new favorite food. <laughs> you could you could be in a gourmet restaurant and have them call it some like special I don't know I don't know French name or something like that, chicken fish soup <laughs> kind of thing, and uh, chicken pied or something. And uh, and then you would you taste it. It was like fantastic. Now I'm really sensitive to smells and tastes and everything. I smell every little thing right now. I don't like that very much. It wasn't good in Toronto, let me tell you. To smell everything and uh so yeah that was that's been my that's been my supper um i'm going on and on you guys i i, I haven't uh, told all my stories to anybody yet but i want to see what's happening in the chat here uh you left the health food store working in health food taking tons of supplements to work for a raw food culinary school to mess your hormones up with too much raw food in the name of health interesting there you go so good to say that so good to have others hear that right there are times there are times for that raw food but it is not a lifestyle and i've seen many people prove this it became it becomes a religion and a paradigm in their head i remember when um David Avocado Wolf was was like so exed by the raw community because he realized raw food was not good for the long haul and he started eating meat. I think maybe he's vegetarian again, back to that. But uh, yeah, all in the name of health. And it's interesting also with the hormones because um, hormones, I've realized, I, I, you know, if you just look at, say, one of the symptoms of hot flashes and stuff like that, which I've, I've had since I did chemotherapy uh, 20 years ago. So <clears throat> it's pretty annoying. And, and then everybody will say, oh, hot flashes, you have a hormone imbalance. Well, it's kind of bullshit. I interviewed Tanya Offersee. She'll tell you about that. And what I realized, and it's only in the last week that I realized that better late than never, that it's not a hormonal problem per se. It is an adrenal problem. It is an adrenal problem. And that's why all the, the supplements that I took for the hormones had very limited effects. And as soon as I came off them, I'd be back in the same boat, right? So it's the underlying, you're always going for the, the deeper root cause. And, and for me, it's the adrenals. And I've been on a lot of uh, uh, licorice and chamomile tea for those things. And they, they actually do work, I'm noticing, which is good. Oh, thank you, Coma. Yes, the, um, the, the million uh, march, which I, I talked about really briefly at the beginning of the stream. And and uh, yeah, shit show, I can't say shit show enough. I, I was hearing quite a bit in advance how the movement was getting co-opted by this person and that person. And there was this troublemaker over there and causing conflict and divide. And you could just see like every, every time there's some kind of movement, especially worldwide globalist agenda, right? Like that's another big um, flag for me about that. Uh, then 
it gets um, eaten alive, right? And everybody uses it for their own particular agendas, and they're, they're basically using children. And and and, and you know, I watched I watched um, about I don't know ten minutes of Ottawa, and when I saw the parade of um, can I say this the the Alphabet Gang come around the corner in their lockstep and they're like perfectly organized rows, like they were a military operation and their uh, marching band, I think it felt like, or it, it seemed like I began to cry and uh, not for the right reason, right? Like it was, that was just like, oh my God, how desperately sad is this? And so they had the, the protests and the counter protests, and I just had to turn it off and and look away and um and go and just bless everybody. You know, that's like it's the same old thing. The way that it gets reported is just manipulated. Who needs to go through that exercise anymore? I don't. Just not me. Just not me. Power to you if you find something good there. And you marched there in Brenton, and there was uh, only a minor incident. The police dealt with few few drivers had harsh words, but not surprising. Yeah. And uh, thank you, DE. I appreciate that so much. Watch out for the anarchists. You know what? Um, they're not they're not crazy. If if you only identify anarchists with the name of anarchist and anarchy, then I would agree with you. But the anarchists at Anarchapulco are like to me, they're entrepreneurs. I've always been an entrepreneur. I never I never used the word anarchist until like I had a boyfriend who had a mohawk and everything. We were anarchists in that raging against the machine and that really uh, infantile way, you know, at best, um, teenager kind of way, but these guys are, um, self-made entrepreneurs doing their own thing, making their way in the world, offering value, making waves, putting messages out and they don't act badly. And they don't, uh, there was nobody like flying off the handle and they're not, um, angry, or at least not the ones I met. I, you know, I, I couldn't believe how much I resonated with the Anarchapoco audience a lot. And, and then they liked me. I was like, wow, <laughs> that's so fun. Right. Like I, I just went there. I didn't, I didn't really know anyone uh, uh, that well. I just kind of fought my way in because there was somebody else I wanted to see there who ended up canceling. I won't even say the name to give it justice uh, or any um, credence of any kind who still uh, maligns me on his podcast. There's a few of them. I'm always honored when they continue to malign me. That's fascinating how uh, how much I capture and keep their attention over time. It's like when, when I've long forgot about something. Uh, so yeah, in Arcapulco, it's full of grownups. I just want you to know they're not, they're not crazy at all. It's, you know, sometimes that word is even unfortunate. I, I think I even gave Jeff Berwick some advice about the word and he, he, he zoned out because like that's the name of his event. And uh, no, I wasn't coma. I was not. I was not. I haven't uh, gone down that road, but I but I have done colonics. I know those are different, enemas. And um, and then yes, I believe Amanda Volmer has has talked a lot about enemas, as far as I know. Thunder Chicken is here. Hello, lots of love to you. Nice to see you. And then yeah, the raw seeds and uh, we get you karma. No slaves. No masters. Lawless chaos. No one looking to master anyone but themselves. Amen, Rick. You love Kyle Denton's work. Yeah, he's fascinating. You know what I'm really, really tripping out on these days is Vibrant on Interverse. So shout out to Chance for creating that. The latest one I was watching, Dylan Saccaccio and uh, Saccaccio, I guess, and um, Slick Dissident. 
and they're um, talking about the, uh, I don't know, but anyway, it's fun because they, they do a lot of words and linguistics and meanings and, you know, in allegories and down the route, down the rabbit holes that have no harm. Like they literally just end up reflecting all of the archetypes in you. And, and it's, it's, um, benign to positive, I'll just say, right. It's, uh, it's something that I can, I can easily have in the background and take no injury to when I absorb it. So shout out to vibrant, uh, that uh, Dylan Sicosio is on my list of people to interview, by the way, in case you didn't know this Monday coming up in the house of free will, George Wiseman is doing a workshop on Brown's gas. So for those of you who maybe haven't learned about Brown's gas, I'm going to, we're going to, we're going to just go really deep on the science. And there's a whole lot of anecdotal stuff. I'll just say around, around Brown's, Brown's gas. And George has a list of, as long as his arm of symptoms that he's noticed disappeared. I've had a few successes. It's almost a year that I've <clears throat> been using it. Honestly, I can't say if it helped me through this other thing that I'm going through right now, or, you know, coming to the other side of, um, I, I don't know. I don't know. So I really, I have a lot of burning questions for him and how, how all of that actually works and interacts and everything like that. Even though Ben Balderson might disagree with some of what he says, but um, so that's coming up. You have to be a member in order to take part in that workshop. It's going to be small so people can really get their questions answered. And um, there is a link in the show notes of the video here where you can apply to be a member of the House of Free Will over the weekend. Uh, we will get back to you with the agreement. It's a two-step process. So don't think just because you applied that you are um, going to attend the workshop. It's two steps. It's just for the sake of it being bona fide in the private that we have an agreement. And uh, and then you can come to the workshop for free. And uh, there's such a library in the House of Free Will, given the last year of how high speed I've been going. I think there's 30 workshops. They're all solutions-based. So if you are sick of the porn, if you're sick of listening to uh, fear porn, I meant, <laughs> if you're sick of listening to things that bring you down and suck the life out of you and, you're, and you want to uh, be able to absorb things that have like genuinely good intention and are not there to scare you, there is so much material there for you. And it's for as little as $3 a month is the, the, um, the member's donation. And if you can't afford it, put your hand up, contact me. It's not um, the end of the world by any means if you can't afford it now. And then I'm happy to have you in the house of free will anyway. I'm not going to keep anybody out for that reason. If you feel like I'm uh, a sister to you or could be a sister, sister to you. And, um, uh, yeah, raw eggs, uh, they are, they are amazing in the shakes. I already knew because it's like eggnog. Well, that's effortless. I felt like all of the other things I put in there would mask the eggs and like, no, no eggs are delicious raw, uh, especially the yolk, of course. And you have a sunny side up your egg and you've got a, a, a raw yolk. It's the same, it's the same flavor. So I had to get over my fear of raw eggs, but yeah, raw, raw milk, raw eggs, raw honey. Yum. That's like way up my list. I've been getting um, I've been getting the cream now because I'm not supposed to have any um, milk salts of any kind for quite a while. Raw eggs with honey, yes, and um, yes, it has been banned here in Kanistan. Exactly, exactly. That's that's been my whole life, actually, the whole entire life. That's why I'm even trying not to say. Did I say it anyway? And uh, I don't want you know what I don't want to implicate anybody, but uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, hit me up. Uh, you're you're a tiny bit far away, there, coma. But um, I do have a a source, I'll just say, secret source. 
and uh, you'd like to try pastured eggs. Mm -hmm. um, Vita Health here in Manitoba. I don't know if you have a Vital Health out there. They do have pastured eggs by, uh, I think it's called Nature's Farm. So they are, they are a good source and they're good people. I know, I know the owner there. And uh, whatever it is that you're eating, um, that sun over gardening is giving you a rosy glow. Nice. I've got a lot of sun. I have got a lot of sun. I keep sunning myself. Now it's raining for like six days in a row. Darn. The sun is, is food for me. I've been taking in a lot of that. So I'm just laying there like a lizard on a rock. Western A price is excellent. And what did I just hear about Western A price set? I believe, is there something maybe I shouldn't spill? Somebody's uh, interviewed. Yeah, I shouldn't spill the the guts because I or the secret because that's not inter, that's not uh, announced yet. That's what I'm looking for. And you read one for soaking raw nuts and heating them slowly in the oven. Yeah, yeah. The oven will cook them. That will roast them. Maybe not the end of the world, but if you use a dehydrator, uh, 110 degrees for about 24 hours, then they turn crispy, really nice and not cooked. They'll stay raw, but in the, in a good way. So the March in Victoria, you said was canceled because the marchers were outnumbered. Oh, you heard a senior was assaulted. Oh God. BC is captured. Oh my, sh oh my. Sh yeah. Yeah. I'm seeing stuff. Uh, fan anarchist, uh, uh, fan, Archists, they don't walk the talk. Right, but that's the problem with labels because I know lots that do Thunder Chicken, right? So that's the problem with labels that nothing fits. Like, just let go of all those labels and be yourself and be authentic. And, you know, that's my <laughs> rant about that. And you were only kidding about anarchists. You shouldn't have mentioned. No worries. Okay, you got a, you got a, a rant from me. Uh, and anarchists does mean no uh, rulers, not no morals. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You can take it. You can make that mean whatever you want it to. That's where we're at, right? All the, all the words have been butchered. All, they've all been stolen. They all mean someone came after me. I, I made a post on Facebook and it said, uh, wouldn't it be nice if finish the sentence. And, um, and then somebody had to comment how the word nice is, you know, doesn't mean what we want it to mean. And I'm like, you know, by this point, get away, <laughs> right? Just like get away. That's my word. I used it with my intention and, uh, you can do whatever you want with that word. Anyway, oh, Benjamin Balderson is here. I'm way behind. Uh, yeah, yeah, way behind. Um, hail, hail, you got all the friends. Hello, Michelle, nice to see you. And am I using a variety of eggs? You know, we all, I only get, uh, I only get the chicken ones. I, I, I did sign up for duck eggs at one point, but we didn't get them. So they just didn't come. I hear duck eggs are fantastic. I would love a duck egg yolk right now because they're just super rich and high in goodness. And um, yeah, so so much semantic spellbinding. Exactly, exactly. And then and then what do you end up doing is censoring yourself constantly. And then you, you know, instead of understand, which we all understand, they say understand. And then you look like an idiot. I'm sorry, you look like an idiot when you talk. You sound like a three-year-old. And I know I make up words. I probably sound like a three-year-old too, but it's it's just like, it doesn't add. It, does, it, it creates this pattern interrupt in your own awareness. It stops you from being fluid and just expressing the best you can with what you have, right? I, I, I do often come to the conclusion um, 
for example, I ran into a letter that my dad wrote in 1976, and we found this on his deathbed, and my sister posted a, a little portion of it. And it um, has a PS that um, my daughter, now I'm not going to remember my point, but it said, PS, my eight-year-old daughter, uh, this was a letter, a, a letter to Revenue Canada, and he said, my daughter says uh, she thinks you guys should all get jobs and work for a living instead of asking for our money, <laughs> like this. And so I did the math on the 1976. I was that eight-year-old. And here's the point is I was re reading a little bit of the other parts of the letter and he was writing on a typewriter because that's what they had back in 1976 when I was eight. And, uh, and then, so there was, you, you saw the, like, he had to go X, X, X for every typo he made. He'd have it like X's and then he'd have to have the right word. And, and it's, a, it turns into kind of a messy document when you're trying to, and, and I was just thinking about the torture of that because the speed with which I can write through a keyboard, because my fingers go fast and my brain goes fast and all the words just come really fast, as you might already know, uh, then it's, it's quite fluid, but still it's a pain in the neck, right? And um, there's all kinds of things. Say you want that to be a very precise message for precise kind of people for a precise purpose, then you're going to have to spend a whole long time working with those words and make sure they actually convey what you mean. And, uh, you know, never mind what like they um, can do or, or should do or any of, of that kind of thing, right? It is, it is a shit ton of work. These days, people uh, ask me questions, write me messages. I got a, a new uh, coaching certification group ongoing, as I said. And, um, and I'm just resorting to voicemails right now because I can say so much in a few minutes with a lot of words coming out of my mouth, out of my heart and mind. And, but if I have to write that and then edit it and, and, and wonder, are they going to take it this way or that way? How many people have been in conflict because of texts, because a text was taken a wrong way, or you didn't have time for emojis. So they thought you were mad at you or something like that, or you use too many emojis and they think you're a flake. I always joke with Rose Triple Seven about that. So like, is this too many emojis? I don't know. So yeah, semantic spell binding. Well said. Well said. The uh, birds and the bees and the flower and the trees. Yeah, the birds are all at my garden, by the way. Or, pardon me, the uh, bees. If you think there's any shortage of bees, there ain't. They're all in our garden. They are humongous. They're beasts. Crazy. And the wasps, oh my gosh, they got the end of the grapes. I got, I got some of the end of the grapes just to flavor my kefir water with because I can't eat them can't eat anything. It was really depressing not to be able to eat all my beautiful cantaloupe. Uh, I, gave, I gave some away. I was hoping they would they would uh, wait for me in my fridge. They did not wait. So sad. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the language is really weaponized against us. I, I know, I know they, they use that to torture the people. Michelle said, um, you're, she's laughing her off, ass off using the word inter, interstand. Oh, interstand. I haven't heard. Interstand. I've heard. You watch some court cases that look more like circus acts. Bingo, right? Circus acts. Exactly. That's that's what they've turned it into. That's how they can destroy everybody's credibility and kick them out. You know, just a little word about the law guilt in the House of Free Will that um, it's a little bit on hold right now because I came to two clear clear ugh, two clear conclusions. Ugh, can't say that that uh, there's only two things you need to do in law, and one of them is to study court process in the eventuality that you need that. Otherwise, try to avoid the courts like the plague is my opinion. I know I know some people would vehemently disagree with me. 
about that, that we need to be on the attack and the offense. That's not me. I'm not going to be there. Um, but it's, it, it is important and not to be afraid of it and how to, how to know that you don't need a lawyer and you'll be way behind with a lawyer and why, you know, and, and to, to be in relationships and gather resourceful relationships where you can walk together through these things. This, this I think is all of value on the public side and then the private side to build, to build and build and build and create and be there for others to serve your own needs. Like we were talking about the foods, right? So many of the foods that I used to eat, <laughs> I don't eat anymore. They don't come from regular channels. I have not set foot in a grocery store in a really long time, except for, you know, some household goods. Uh, so that's, it's time for us to take our lives into our own hands, to have our own relationships, to have our own contracts, never ask permission of a public institution, never ask permission ever, right? If you want to study the laws and just see what you're potentially up against, but just live your life, just do your thing, right? Meet your needs. This is, this is very important. So um, you're under a uh, 350 ATM dipstick port sealed with, maybe that's inside joke between you and Ben. If the truck didn't run off oil pressure, that would be okay. But you're, oh, you're still having truck trouble. Dumb. But uh, sad to hear that, Ben. Excuse me. Um, haven't seen your garden for a while. Yeah. Oh, it, it's very bad. It's very bad. It lost. I lost control. Totally lost control. Yeah. In my last day's fasting, I went down so far. I couldn't take my face off the floor for three days, like really intense, really, uh, really wild, actually really set off my adrenals. That's one of the problems with fast or not one of the problems with fasting, but that can happen. And so I haven't been able to make it down in my garden, just not going there. Yep. Yeah. Much once to, I got a, I got a watermelon. I can't eat. That's nice. Uh, circus acts. They, those are, those are not my monkeys. Yes. So we have to hold our position. Yes. And uh, you put the abundance of veggies on a stand for donations. Nice. Yes, that's that's smart. Good for you. I just held out that I would be able to have it myself, selfishly, and for my son and um, my um, a few people who help me around here. And and no words. Uh, oh, no worries. No worries. Thunder chicken at all. You're afraid to ask if the farmers are selling produce have used GMO seeds. I guess everybody will be different. Everyone will be different. So, um, well, let's see, is there anything else, uh, you know, about George Wiseman is on Monday at 9am. That's a different time. Uh, that's central time for the workshop. The application to the house of free will is below in the notes. And, uh, let's see, I think I talked about everything, chicken feet, soup journey code. I also mentioned is, uh, only the first class is done. It's not too late. There's, uh, at least one person likely to join uh, newly for the second class. Everything's recorded. You didn't miss anything. You can get way up to date. I'll meet you with you personally to, to see if it's actually a good thing for you or not, because it might not be. And um, yeah, digestion, right? Like keep an eye on it. Even if, you're, if your gut is great, think about what you're taking in. Can you actually digest it? Can you release and heal from it? If it's life taking rather than life giving, decide, do you need to take in anything that's not life giving anymore? Why do we need to take that in, right? And what attachment is that? And if you need help deprogramming and, and taking a new turn, then definitely put up your hand, let me know. 
it's a little wild for the next three weeks, like a little crazy. I look at my calendar and I'm like, oh no. So I am not going to be booking interviews for another three weeks, but I'll come on periodically and have a chat with you guys because I love you. And uh, George is the best. Yep. Yeah. So he's, he's just come, for, come to the workshop and ask all the hard questions. You guys can fight it out about uh, Brown's Gas being a nutrient or not. <laughs> and uh, yeah, looking forward to that. So um, I think that's all for now. Again, uh, send me your email if you want to hear the talks on Ascension Myth Busting. I thought they, I, I think it's been fantastic. It's gone over so well. People are getting it. I thought they would, I thought they would reject it and be mad at me, but nope, they're not. So that's really fun. <clears throat> and uh, thank you. Have a great weekend yourself. Very good news. Richard, I'm glad you could join us. And uh, maybe see you in Acapulco. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. We're going gonna, gonna to get there. I don't care. Somebody said, or Bear Lando apparently says we can teleport already. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think about that? <laughs> Minor disagreements. Yes, nothing major, obviously. And uh, yeah, you're, you're the one, one of the um, best people to get along with, Benjamin. I know, I know you come head to head with some, but um, I had a fantastic talk with you the other night and look forward to maybe joining in on a, uh, what do you call it? It's not vibrant. It's um, something else. Weaving spiders. Weaving. <clears throat> All those uh, beautiful weavers over there. All right. DE, yes, blessings to everybody. And that's all for now. So have a beautiful rest of your day.